Hi, this is Rob Bailey, better known as Beat from the Deuter Podcast, and I'm here to say that Amerimade Realty in Bryan, Ohio is the real deal. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an agent there. I'm saying that I would put our broker and stable of agents up against any other local real estate office, and we would flat out dominate. And I'm not just talking real estate. We could dominate at bowling, basketball, Monopoly, you name it. This week's featured house for sale is located at 4657 Rosedale Road in Hicksville. This beautiful three-bed, two-and-a-half bath, one-and-a-half-story home in the Fairview School District features a 58-foot concrete-stamped wraparound and covered porch, a large patio, concrete basketball pad with pole and backboard, a 40-by-50 pole barn with concrete floor is already able to be set up for horses or other livestock. It has beautiful hardwood floors in the dining room and living room, a gas fireplace, ceramic tile floors, a new roof in 2017, new furnace, hot water heater, and water softener all in 2018, and a fully finished basement with living space and much more. Folks, this house is MTV Cribs worthy. Think about that for a second and imagine yourself in this house on MTV Cribs. So if you'd like to take a look at this house or you just would like some more information, feel free to give me a shout. I can be reached at 419-388-9290. Now back to the boys of the Deuter Podcast. You ready? I was born ready. I'm Ron Swanson. Are you ready? You think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, live from the Beats Lab at Studio 537. You asked for it, you got it. It's another installment of the Duder Podcast. We have an interesting night tonight. Um, three of the Beatettes were unavailable, uh, whether mostly by choice. Um, so we have three juice box chairs tonight. Luckily, the Iron Man of the group, Elvis, showed up. You know that I'm always here. Otherwise, we would have just a complete juice box episode. Okay, so tonight in juice box chair one, we have David A. Blue. Hey, hey. In juice box chair number two, we've got Boston Waltenberger, the boss dog. What's up, boys? And special guest sitting in the special Curtis Metz vacated juice box chair, we have, wait for it, Fairview football coach, Doug Rakes. Hey, guys. So, yeah, we're going to have a little bit of fun tonight. We're going to try and get this thing done in about an hour because apparently Blue, Blue and Rakes uh, can, can only devote an hour to us. 
a little bit about last week's episode uh, featuring uh, everybody but Curtis and the and then Steve Bechtel. Um, 94 plays. Guys, we are now up to 83 regular listeners. Wow. <laughs> We're great. Now, the, the three of you have all been on multiple episodes, so you guys should really seriously pat yourselves on the back because that's a huge number. And pretty soon the T-shirts are going to come out and this thing's going to go wild. And then I'll have a new full-time job. Well, to be totally way. honest with you, Scro. To be totally <laughs> honest, I think I think these three guys have been on more than Kurt's been on this whole last year. <laughs> I think um, Kurt and Doug Rakes are now tied. <laughs> I think so. At two. <laughs> and I still think Douglas Billman is still afraid of Doug Rakes <laughs> because <laughs> this is the second time Doug Rakes has been on and Coach Billman's been non-existent. Well, Coach Rakes, what do you are you busy during basketball season? No, I am not. Because we might have to have you come back during basketball season, because and, and to prove who the better Doug is. All right, I can I can probably swing an episode or four or five or ten. <laughs> That's the biggest <laughs> Curtis Metz answer I've yeah. ever gotten. <laughs> Uh, you well, know, I'll take uh, eight or ten or twelve boneless, please. <laughs> Honey barbecue, of course. Of course, because it's the best. Yeah, I've got I've got an update on uh, juice juice box meat gazing deuce bag. Dougie <laughs> <laughs> Fresh filming. I officiated a junior high football game in Twerpville last evening, and there, Mister Fitness Boy is running down the street. So I barked. Oh, yeah. And he ran around the football field. So we chatted. He made fun of my hair. Had I known, he says, we're going to bring that up on the uh, podcast. Well, had I known that Juice Box Billman wouldn't be here, uh, (laughs) you know, the conversation might have been different. But uh, that's, uh, he's probably running right now. That's probably what he's doing. Oh, yeah. I think actually he's running around chasing children. It sounded like he just, I guess he didn't give me a. (laughs) He didn't give me an answer or a reason, neither did LK. Curtis's dad tonight, so that's why he's not here. But I think that means they go to B-dubs and hang out. Yeah. yeah. No, tonight, no, tonight's uh, wings, etc. <laughs> he likes them wings better. Hey, Blue Does Boy. He? Yep. Do you throw any flags on the uh, Archer sideline? Never. They're, they're head coaches. They treat you all right? Or they're, they're coaches? Oh yeah, they, they, they've those got are, no choice. I think I've yeah. in every single one of those games. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, and uh, I do. I do get a chuckle. Coach Brooks Roars is uh, that oh boy, oh that god, boy is mellow. Yeah, I'm serious. It, oh, know, I can't years. imagine that. Oh, it's crazy. It's, it's it's hilarious. He's 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 relatively calm. Like, oh, that's got to be uh, Messman's influence. Andy Messman's influence. Okay, well, I don't know. He's, he's pretty dang civilized over there. Huh. Turn a new leaf. And maybe maybe just age has, has caught up with age him. Age and five kids. What, what's he thinking? He's got five. Oh, my. Yeah. Bro. Wow. That's a lot of juice boxes. Yeah. <laughs> in, in pretty five, five in pretty much six years. That's craziness. He was, he was pounding them out. Oof. Wow. Ground and pound, boys. Yeah. <laughs> 
if anybody needs a, a euphemism for sexual intercourse, <laughs> right here's the man. Give us a, send us an email at dudepodcast at gmail.com. I will go ahead and forward that over to Elvis, and he will help you out. Because unlike me, unlike me, Elvis doesn't have to Google things. He just has a million of those. Always on the uh, ready. We did have. Go ahead. We did. We did have some reviews from last week's episode. Uh, I don't feel like this is so much as a, of a of a uh, a review as much as just Shep Dog sent me an email. I think he wants to play in the Pick'em game. Um, <laughs> somebody, somebody must be giving out our secrets at work during the day. I did. He he uh, he, he strong armed me in the corner and told me to give him all the all the updates of uh, our podcast tonight. So I I had to. He's, he's he's a lot bigger than I am. I I get scared at work. Well, I'll go ahead and read his his email here. Hey, Duders, you guys ready for some playoff football? Um, I was gonna say that in my Hank Williams Jr. Uh, voice, but I didn't. Uh, I think it could be interesting with all the teams making the playoffs this year. I want to wish all the GMC teams good luck this weekend, and congrats to Fairview and Tenora on earning buys in the first round. Looking forward to listening to Coach Rakes tonight. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say anything. <laughs> this was at like this was like at two o'clock this afternoon. Uh, he goes on to pick uh, his GMC games: Hicksville. He picks Edgerton. He picks Waynesfield Goshen. Uh, big over the Archers, by the way. Oh, um, but he Ooh. took uh, he took Gibsonburg over Wayne Trace. Um, Holgate Toledo Christian. He says he doesn't care. And then he goes on to give me more blah, blah, de, blah, blah. Only 17 more days till Buckeye football. Who gives a shit? Have a good one, Duders. <laughs> Shep dog. I, I think the Notre Dame fans are outnumbered tonight. For the first time, yes. Okay. It, it should be. Holy hell. Yeah. You, you, you so, sit there and dog the Buckeyes. At least we don't have a game. At least we have a game this week. 7.30 NBC, Saturday you night, know, Florida you State. You know when you won't have a game and the Buckeyes will? About December, Playoffs. About December 27th. Yeah, because that's, that's when you guys what, are that, starting oh. the season. <laughs> is that the really? day of the – wait, that's the day of the Big Ten championship game, isn't it? I think it's the 19th. No, that's yeah. – like the week before. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you guys must be playing in like a Christmas Day bowl game this year? Very well. Blah, blah. Well. Hardy, har, har. Well. <laughs> I had to get my shots in. I just like you guys to stay healthy and play more often than every two weeks. Boston, question for you. Yes, sir. Did you get anywhere on compiling the all sports, or I guess the big three record of Hicks between Hicksville and Antwerp in the nineties? I, I, you came, you got further than I did um, with the football stat. I couldn't get. See, I got the first half of the decade for basketball and baseball minus a few years even and with that. But so no, I did not get very far. Blue a hey, blue probably be all right in basketball. Yeah, he might be able to rattle those off. I don't know. No. Boy, there were some like twenty four to twenty two varsity yeah, there games. There would have been a couple of those, but uh I, I'm I'm afraid to say that it probably didn't. The uh, t- W probably didn't tally up high on the ASA side in basketball. I, I, I think it. I think yeah, that's kind of the way it was leaning. 
No, actually, early in the the decade, uh, ninety to ninety five minus ninety one, or excuse me, ninety two. Didn't couldn't find the record for ninety two. The Aces held a four to three advantage early in the decade. Oh, that's good because I was coaching those those years. So that's that. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah, you were. Blue boy. Downhill after that, but. <laughs> It did go downhill like crazy after that. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Dave, you had some pretty good teams in the early 90s, if I'm not well, mistaken. You know, this is an argument old people get to make. and We got on it last night even that I think my opinion is, and it's, it's biased, but, man, I think that league, the GMC, and then throwing the BBC basketball-wise, way deeper, way better back in those days. I just do. But and we didn't it's not like we won a bunch of games. We had some pretty good teams. There were there's there's no weak sisters out there. Hill Hilltop and North Central were really good back Absolutely. in the early nineties. Pettysville was good. Yeah. Kenny Looney from Hilltop was a freaking yep. beast. And then they had a a J kid from uh, North Central. He's a lefty. Is that the right? only? Was he a lefty? He wasn't very big. I know he's a guard. I don't know. I don't remember names, but I know they have. I mean, they had players. They had players up there. The only the, I I was pretty. I was able to run off the the football record uh, pretty quickly. I, I just needed. I had to. I had to get uh, get a. There's one game I didn't know. I couldn't remember if they if they won or not because the team I think was five and five that year, and it turned out that uh, Jamie Evans did confirm that as when he was a senior in nineteen the nineteen ninety season, they did get beat and he got ejected that game. Yeah. So yeah, I did have that. But game. here's the interesting thing: the Aces go four and six against the Archers in football in the ni- in the decade of the nineties. Elvis alone is three and one. Wow. That's really all that matters. Well, so you got beat your senior year then, right, Elvis? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that was a late touch. It was. No. It wasn't? You sure? It, it was, but then but then they also uh that uh that kid with the big ears, Mike, Mike Hall, he, inter- he intercepted uh, yes. at the at the end of yes. the game. And then jumped jumped up on our uh jumped up on our bleachers when he intercepted it. No, that was at Antwerp. I do remember. Yeah, it was that at Antwerp. So, like the bleachers in the end zone? No, on our side. Huh. Of I don't remember that. Oh, I I'm sure you do. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Did we have somebody quit in the middle of that game? Jeez. Oh, God, who knows? <laughs> Jim Seiler. It was probably our coach. <laughs> Unfortunately, no, he didn't. <laughs> I'm thinking it was House, Marcel Costello. Did he quit in the yeah. middle of the game? I don't even remember. I know Toenail did at Fairview. Tom Halbert did during the Fairview game quit. <clears throat> yeah, because that, that's because that's uh, Jeff Elser, I think, ran for 714 <laughs> yards against us that game. <laughs> and I think he, he might have had 24 <laughs> touchdowns, too. Hell, I got this rakes is this and uh, coach Ra- coach Ra- coach rakes. This is before they uh they did the 30 
over the 30 clock. and it starts the running, the running clock. clock's relatively Yeah, we new. just Yeah. Yeah, we our coach begged for us to have I think 8 minute quarters. They wouldn't do it. In the second half. No, oh, they did it. I, Olin did it. I think yeah. they did it. Yeah, Olin was fine with it. No, that would have been before. That would have been Elsa yeah, was that, 94. Not wasn't all, he? Yeah, 94. Yeah, so that would have been Ken Whalen. Yeah. Okay. For some reason, I thought that was well, my first year. Well, you weren't far off. Year. Olin was 95. First year, that was my freshman year. Yeah, he was. He the was 95 my, season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I ended up getting thrown in at defensive end in a four four defense <laughs> with, and Fairview had these massive fat ass <laughs> arm boys. You do have that, and pro- I swear you got that prototypical defensive I, end body. You do. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, obviously now I do. I didn't then. Uh, long and lanky. That's what that's what we wanted. And Stroke was the. He's a poster child right there. Yeah, so they so they grab old number twenty two and put him on the D line, and I'm fairly certain that Adam McStutes and Jimmy Yost picked me up and carried me down the field like twenty <laughs> yards and threw me down. No, uh, them were point, the days. Yeah, those were the days. Um, so yeah, we Elvis went three and one. So you know, I think that's pretty respectable. <laughs> Uh, we were able we were able to get a little bit more information about this 1995 baseball game, the infamous 15, 15 and 15 to one game. Uh, we did confirm that the losing pitcher of record was also the host of this podcast. Okay. <laughs> but that's all the further we've gotten. And slowly memories are starting to pop up in my head of this game. And I'm fairly certain maybe I pitched like an inning and a third. And gave up 14. <laughs> I don't think I gave them all up. I think I gave up a, like two or three. No, I'm kidding. Like probably eight. <clears throat> so here to come in the episodes to come, we will. We are in the process of obtaining the scorebook from this game. Oh, man. Um, so once we get it, this is it's going to be an off-the-charts podcast where – we may just do recreate the game play by play. Well, it's too bad. I mean, we got the winning pitcher on on the podcast tonight as well. So I mean, we could have. We'll just we'll save it. We'll save it. I guess. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's move along. We've obviously got a special guest tonight, and he's sitting in the juice box, ju- the Curtis Metz juice box chair. Uh, and Doug Rakes is here. His team has. Ran the table in the uh, in the regular season. They're going to get a bye this week in the playoffs, uh, and they will then uh, await their opponent next week. Uh, Coach, I'm assuming that's going to be a home yep, game next week. Going to be a home game. We'll host. Um, well, until we uh, run into a higher seed, if we're fortunate enough to do that. In the regional, in the what in have the, you in, the, in regional finals, baby? Regional finals. Yeah, it could be. Um, we're the th- Yeah, we're the three seed. So if we if we were to advance um, to the regional semis, and assuming Colonel Crawford would make it through the um, upper portion of that bracket, so if the seeds held, then we would probably have to travel to Colonel Crawford, which would be quite a trek. But there's a long way to go before that happens. Where in the hell is is that over 
by Youngstown. You no, know, I'm not. I haven't even researched right. that yet. I all I heard was that it's I'm, about two, two and a half hours east. How's that? And they serve so nothing maybe. but they serve nothing but fried chicken <laughs> in their cafeteria. Yeah, KFC, only, baby. Only the Colonel's best. No. Hey, Doug, why don't you tell us uh, how your week's been? It's been different. Um, No one on our staff, even old Coach McCord, who's been at this for about 50 years, has experienced a bye, at least not in high school. He's helped out in the college level. Um, So there he has a little bit of experience. So I leaned heavily on him this week, and we met Friday night after the Edgerton game as a staff just to kind of discuss how we wanted to handle the week. And we decided to give the guys a weekend off and then, treat uh monday like a typical saturday for us so we didn't have school brought kids in around three we watched the edgerton film and then took them out and conditioned pretty good um and then we decided the rest of the week we're going to divide it up go half hour to 45 minutes of special teams and kind of break down into individual units on that and and work on uh specific things and then do the same thing with offense and defense, just really focused on fundamentals and looking at maybe some of the things that have given us some issues throughout the season or um, looking at some different things against defenses that we may see, defensive looks anyway, that we may see in the postseason. And, you know, we'll have uh, – we typically have our pregame meal on Fridays around 3.30, 3.45. And this week it's going to be a little bit different because we have them on game weeks typically. They're – typically a lighter meal and no desserts and just nothing that would upset kids' stomachs. But uh, this week we're going to kind of go old school. And um, and when I say that, I, I guess I'm referencing the fact that we used to have our pregame meals when I played on Thursday night. So we would get a big layout and big dessert. And we're going to do that on Friday. So those guys get to enjoy that a little bit. And then Saturday, my defensive coordinator, Andrew Mickey and I are going to Make the jaunt out to uh, Mount Blanchard to watch Riverdale and Bluffton. We used to eat our pre pre our team meals on like right after school. Before yeah, the you game. know when I when yeah, I took that over, great. that was one of the things. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I wanted to change, and the reason for it being, I not that I'm against the Thursday night pregame meals because again, you can have bigger meals. It's you know just I guess a little bit you can be there a little longer it's not as rushed but the thing was uh, typically as an assistant coach anyway and even as a player I remember this after school on Fridays say you have a home game you leave school at three you go off and do your own thing until five and then you come back well some of the kids didn't have rides couldn't get back so they just stayed at the school and ate out of the vending machine or whatever kids and this was more as an assistant coach kids would go home get in fights with their girlfriends we'd had that before come back all upset and it would affect their play so we just wanted to eliminate that we wanted to have control I guess over what the kids would be doing what they would be eating and just more routine stuff on Fridays so that's why we ended up switching to it so it sounds like you kind of spent the week just kind of polishing things up a little. What did you find from the season that you felt you guys needed to work on the most? During well, this week? there were certain looks offensively that we would get, and I'm not going to go into great detail there, but certain looks that uh, we struggled in, in one of our run uh, called runs that we struggled blocking. So 
we fine tuned there and kind of changed, I guess, maybe some of the rules up front for that particular look. And we really went to work on that one today. So it looked good by the time we were said and done. And then the other thing we wanted to look at blocking on, and this one's not giving away too much information, but blocking on our draw play to a certain look that we got, um, that we got Friday night and that I know we'll get in the playoffs. So, you know, those are a couple things. And defensively, it's just – a matter of tweaking a few things, doing a um, a few minor tweaks to certain certain looks that we give certain offenses that teams know that we give, and we just don't want to be too predictable there. So just trying to make simple changes that to the def- or to the opposing offense um, might seem like major changes, but for us it's just just a minor difference. Um, then special teams wise, it's just it's a matter of. Uh, you know, just fine tuning certain areas like maybe a, a punt return wall, um, certain kids or certain parts of that not sliding the right way or not not sliding soon enough. And that I don't expect that to mean a lot to to all of you guys, but for us, those are major things. They're small things, but can turn into major things. A lot of times, those are differences between maybe a, a 15, 20 yard gain and a shoestring tackle. Um, and a touchdown, a 40, 50 yard touchdown on a punt return. So just trying to shore up those kinds of things and, and fine tune in those areas. Did, uh, did you guys have any JV games this no, week? No, uh, we wanted to play against Edgerton, but they weren't able to play or, um, you know, they might've just wanted the Monday. I'm not exactly sure what the reason was and whether they wanted everyone there for, uh, to get a full week of preparation in or, or what the deal was. So we didn't get that one. Archbold had uh, texted me, um, David Dominic, their their head coach had texted me the other night about the potential of playing this week. But from the time that he texted me to the time I was able to get back to him, they filled that. So we're looking to try to get one next week if we can and keep those guys engaged and active as well. You should you should have told him let's play a varsity game this week. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either one of us would have. That would have been a good one. <laughs> now, is there any big uh, injuries, you guys? No, we don't. But that's, worry a, about. that's another benefit of the buy. No, you know, good. you. I think I think you said that jokingly about playing Archibald. But some some people really have asked, hey, why don't you why don't you guys schedule a game this week or try to get so and so to play or whatever? Well, you know. Part of the reason we don't want to, one, is we earn that buy. And I think, you know, that's something that uh, you can utilize to get healthy. And by this point in the season, we don't have any major injuries, but like everybody, you got guys that are a little bit nicked up or banged up here and there. You know, if we had a game, they're playing. Um, But we take this opportunity to, you know, basically have two weeks to heal up and, and be fresh. And so, yeah, we don't. We're not interested in trying to really play anyone. Then you risk the risk or you take the risk of injury and, you know, God forbid something major happening and then you're out, you know, some starters or, um, you know, guys that, that play major roles in special teams for you. So, no, we're, we're taking this by and, um, you know, we're, we're using it to fine tune and get healthy and get our legs under us for the, for the playoffs. I, when I'm looking at those brackets, Doug, I, I, I'm thinking more like a basketball coach and thinking you, you obviously are probably ple- are pleased with the bye, but would you have liked to have an option to play this week if you could have? That's a good question, Dave, because 
you know, a lot of people thought, myself included, we weren't exactly sure how the draw was going to go if it was like basketball. Where, And I'm not 100% familiar with it. It's been explained to me. But I think until you're actually there and you're a part of it, I don't know that you can have a firm understanding of how that basketball uh, draw goes. But the way that I understand it, you get seated and then you go on a line and it kind of goes down. You can pass or you can you can do some different things to try to basically avoid certain teams that you want to. Is that correct? Well, there's no passing anymore. Okay. Yeah, the one seed, the one seed puts themselves up wherever they want to. Okay. And then the two goes wherever they want to. So some funky things can happen, um, but, you know, that, I, I'm just so used to that. Right. But I was asking Lucas about it, and he said he didn't think too much about it. He said, we're used to, you know, getting placed where we're going to get placed, even in the computer system. Right. You know, based on rankings. And he said, so he never really thought much about it. And so that, I'm, yeah. as a basketball guy that has done a million draws there, that, that entered my mind that, Boy, it'd be nice. You, you, you've earned the one seed to potentially have an option, uh, but uh, it, I guess it's okay. Yeah, you know? I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it would have been, you know, it would have been nice to have that option. I know, speaking personally, we would have taken the bye, but, you know, there could be people that are coaches that, that want to play that first week and, um, you know, they're, they don't want to get out of the routine. And, you know, all of us are so routine oriented. It's yep. crazy, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I can't really fault the OHSA for it because they kind of had, to, I don't want to say throw it together. They had plenty of time to think about it. But, you know, I guess from the time that the games ended and the seating was done and maybe they just, I don't know, I, I would be guessing with any comment that I made as far as why they chose to go the way that they did go. Well, just looking at the brackets at division, uh, a region up here for, uh, division seven and six it, it appears from what i know of the teams it looks like it's pretty pretty legit you know the way things fell anyway what would you think that would you buy that too? yeah i thought so you know you look at region 22 which is our region and there were six undefeated teams in there those top six or those six got the top six seeds um you know i think it was pretty fair the way you know things kind of shook out there um yeah i was just hoping knowing that we were one of the six, if you look just based on computer points, we were six, by the way, out of, out of the six. Okay. Um, so if you just went by that, we would be in the bottom portion of our bracket. Us and Northwood would have just flopped. Um, but I was hoping with our body of work and I guess what we had coming back that we would be one of the top three seeds. So I was pleased with where we came out. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder moving forward, if they will, take that into consideration in the coming years if you know instead of just relying on computer points if they'll do more like the seating thing yeah that's a good question I don't know uh I was talking about that with someone the other night as Lynn Grawl was on their podcast Monday and we were talking about that same thing and you know I I would guess because of the computer point or because of the, the structure next year, I don't know if you guys are aware, but next year they're moving to 12 teams mm-hmm. in each region with top four getting a buy. I would think that they're just going to go on computer points. Me personally, I like the objectivity of it. And yeah. Not having, you know, because the voting was released as far as how the coaches ranked each team in the region. And, uh, 
you know, you look at that, and it is what it is. Teams don't know. You know, we were talking Colonel Crawford. I, I don't know anything about him. I don't know much about Riverdale other than, you know, the research that I put in uh, because I know we potentially play them. Same thing with Bluffton. And they're a little closer playing the, the Northwest Conference. So, you know, a little bit more about them. But you can't really fault coaches, I guess, for voting teams a certain way. But just looking at it, I know we got – the lowest we got voted was ninth. Um, but again, there were six undefeated. So that means that that individual or that coach voted us lower than, uh, you know, three teams that had losses, which again, it is what it is. And then we had an eighth place vote and a seventh place vote. So you don't like that kind of stuff, I guess, just leaking into unknowns. Um, and the computer is pretty unbiased. So that makes sense. Yeah. And league leagues vote, uh, there's some partiality and sure. bias when it votes right in basketball when it comes to leagues. That's I've heard really of that. Is. There is. You, you look at how some people vote sometimes and you go, that's that's impossible, but it's not, and it's legal. And usually it still pans out the way you probably should, but it can get a little goofy with that seed voting going on too. Sure. Hey, Coach, have you uh, watched much film on Riverdale or Bluffton? Um, I was able to get one film of Riverdale – so I've seen them. I have not seen Bluffton. Uh, Riverdale, what I know of Riverdale is they're young. They have five seniors. They start a freshman quarterback, and then two other freshmen start for them um, defensively. Bluffton, the only thing I know about them is their record, and then by the ability of getting on Joe Itell, um, you can look at their schedule and who they've played and who they've beaten and um, you know, I know they had a close one with Paulding last weekend, and uh, they had a close one with Ada, and a close one uh, with Delphus Jefferson. So those are three teams that I'm aware of that you know they've played, and those are their wins, and um, they were they were pretty close wins. So that's about the extent I know of of Bluffton. Would you like me to tell you what I think is going to happen? Well, you're wel- you're welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be bad. Well, I I don't know. I if if we play how we're capable of playing, I you know I think we can we can do some good things and and uh, you know hopefully things things go our way that way. And the other thing I was going to say, are you uh, you're two timing on us with uh, Lynn Grohl? Popular <laughs> hey, man. Hey, he Doug, Coach Rakes is the media giant of Northwest Ohio. Yes, I, I caught him talking to Andy Briggle. Yes. Oh. Earlier tonight. Yeah. Holy. You, wow. you guys yeah. know. You guys know as coaches. Well, Dave, you know how that goes. It seems like, you know, I I went for about three three four weeks and had no radio interviews or no podcast interviews, and then all of a sudden, you know, in one week you get three or four of them. So that, that's just kind of the way it goes. So you're going to be on Lynn's uh, weekly that he'll probably drop. Well, he does he some different stuff. Um, this one, he does occasionally some Zoom um, podcast slash interviews. And so he actually put that, he posted that on his website. I think it was Monday. Uh, all these days run together for me, but I, I believe it was Monday. Um I will never do that. I will never, <laughs> ever do that. 
without the beat outs. Absolutely. Hey, hey, co- not. hey Coach Ray, yeah. you make sure you, t- you you make sure you tell Len Girl we have our own YouTube channel. <laughs> I'll let him know. I'll let we're, him know. we're right up there. I'll let him know. Yes, we do have a YouTube channel. It, it features one live one episode of Elvis and I. The rest are uh, junior Pee Wee League baseball, junior high basketball. And well, you know what you ought to when this COVID stuff's so, done. You know, like you guys ever listen to like uh, Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson? You guys ever listen to any of those podcasts or any of that stuff? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know how they yeah. they have the YouTube deal or whatever. So they have guys come in or guests come into their studio and they record the interview, like video record the interview, and then they also post it, you know, just on uh, on podcasts of whatever whatever um, media outlets do the podcast. So they get the vi- the video and the audio, which you guys could do. You guys could do that. Yeah. We're on our way to it now. That's why we <laughs> hired Mason, so that he could handle, he could handle the, the video and the audio Coach, for are- us. Only we got it. We can't. We can't ever get uh, get everybody together at once on a podcast. Point. How the hell are we and, gonna do it on the video? And, and coach, because Curtis we is canceled to figure out any of that stuff either. But you could set up the studio like the DP show. You could have a back row. You could have a front row. You could. I mean, you could go all out if you wanted to. <laughs> Gosh, we, I tell you, I don't have I don't blast. Blast that idea. We would have a blast doing one like that. That would be fun. We'd have to have a live audience. Like, I'm yeah, telling you, the yeah. Oasis. We'd have to have like a, a week long uh, sleepover at my house. We could just rent the whole basement out. <laughs> we could do that. That'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be super sweet. All right. So we are going to move on to our picks here. Um, I'm just going to be full disclosure here. We all did super shitty last week. Um, uh, I believe, yes, um, uh, the Dougie Fresh was the week winner at eight and six. Um, Curtis and I went six and eight, Lindsay seven and seven, and Elvis went five and nine. Ooh. So we now have a tie, uh, at the top of the leaderboard with Elvis and LK now tied up. And LK did send his picks in already, and so did Dougie. Um, Boston, you'll be picking you for guys are in trouble. Curtis. <laughs> uh, Coach Rakes, if you want to uh, skip, if you want to pick the high school games, you're more than welcome to. I can understand if you don't want to. Um, and then Dave will be picking too tonight. So. Um, what we did was is we went with all GMC schools. I even threw Holgate in there just so we had enough games to pick since Ayersville and Edgerton are playing each other. Uh, that kind of messed with us a little bit. So without further ado, let's get at the picks. Game number one, the Antwerp Archers at Waynesfield Goshen. Elvis. I am going to go in the memory of Jerry D. Cooper and go Waynesfield Goshen. <laughs> Memory is he no, deceased? I'm just saying he's my old coach. <laughs> he's he's not he's not oh. dead, but he's at Lima he's, Shawnee, I think. He might even is that where I he's at? So. Does he? So, uh, you said he Jerry Cooper. He's at Shawnee, isn't he? Yeah, yes. Shawnee. Yep. 
Jared D. Fo- Jared D. Cooper had football coach at High School. Yes, he was. You you, you remember you remember those speeches good. before the game there, Blue Boy? He had some good ones. He had some good ones. Oh, he did. He had good ones. Uh, uh, that's a no-brainer for me. I got to go to the Archers. I don't know if we have any listeners in Waynesfield, Goshen, so I'm going to go ahead and take Ant. You could have gained uh, Coach Rakes. I will. Coach Rakes, you want to uh, pick this I game? I will say Antwerp, and I say that because of the way that they've been playing lately. They scored some points on Wayne Trace last weekend, and believe it or not, I mean, I, the final score would not indicate it, but they did some good things against us as well. I was impressed when we played them. Speaking of that, I had a I had another question for you, Coach Rakes. Yep. Uh, uh, what opponent did you oh, face ahead, this Bob. year that that impressed you and you felt or you feel that they have uh, a bright future? Oh, the beat out bright future. I think I think <laughs> the archers do. They have a lot of young kids, um, but really, you could go down the list. I thought yeah. you know Airsville's doing some good things, and they're really coming on towards the end of the year. And I know. They have a junior quarterback, and they return some kids. Um, didn't get a chance to play Tenora. Hope we don't play them only because um, that would mean we're still in the playoffs. Um, so, I, I, you know, that's gotcha. that's why I hope we don't play yeah. them. But, um, sure. I know they have some they're, – they're junior and sophomore laden. They have some nice seniors, but they're going to be pretty good. Um, Hicksville had some kids, but Edgerton probably played us. I think tougher than about anyone did, and that was a physical game. They didn't back down one bit. Um, they put us in some situations that that we hadn't been in on year, so that was that was good for us to have to experience it. But they also lose some of their kids. Um, the kid, I guess, that really stands out for Edgerton is their quarterback, who will be back, the Everett's kid. He's not a real big kid, but runs pretty well and gives them a different dynamic than they've had the past few years in the passing game, he can throw it a little bit mm-hmm. and they're doing some different things with uh, um, the new coaching staff there that makes them a little bit more dynamic and tougher to defend. Gotcha. Blue boy, who are you well, taking this game? I'm going to go with the archers because I am married to the lovely Mrs. Blue, who is an alumni <laughs> of Antwerp high school. <laughs> That's hey, there there are a lot there are a lot yes, worse reasons yes, to pick Antwerp. Next up is Ayersville at Edgerton. Edgerton, blue boy. Yep. You think they can get them again? I wouldn't have picked them if I didn't think Coach so. Ranks. I will abstain from <laughs> I will okay. abstain from picking this game, but I'll I'll give a little rundown, I guess, if if you want that. Um, Edgerton, like I said, I think they were the toughest team that we played. Uh, they gave us the best game, and they've they've improved a ton. You know, we had we had some film of them their first two games, obviously against Hicksville, which Hicksville got them, and then against Tenora. Uh, but then they've improved a ton since then and have just gotten better and better. But you can say the same thing about Ayersville. They didn't give us as good of a game as what Edgerton did, but they gave Tenora a much better game than Edgerton gave them. And, uh, 
you know, they squeaked out a win against Hicksville. And at that time, I thought Hicksville would handle them. So Ayersville's playing a lot better football, too. Okay, well, that helps me make my pick. I took Edgerton. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Edgerton. Uh, Boston. Dougie took Edgerton. Uh, Elvis. Jake North. Um, I'm going Edgerton. <laughs> I love how you do it. Jake North. <laughs> every every time. That's kind of funny. Uh, so that ended up being Edgerton across the board, except for Coach Riggs. Uh, we did a little side duel, eight-man football action. Holgate at Toledo Christian. LK took Toledo Christian. Elvis. Is, uh, do they play tackle or is it two-hand touch? I think it's flag, isn't it? This I, I can't believe we're picking an eight-man game. Seriously. Don't do it. Don't do it. I had I needed a game. That refused no, to pick up. I, I gotta do I gotta this do means it you don't, you... for all our listeners. <laughs> I'm gonna go Toledo Toledo Christian for all fourteen of them. That's who I'll Dougie go took with, Boston. Uh, Toledo Christian. You know what I'm wondering? Could Holgate <laughs> throw eleven guys out there and win? <laughs> I'm just no. saying, are they as rotten as they always were? Or... No? Yep. All right, screw it. I'm going to take them. Um, Holgate, little known Coach fact, Riggs. obviously, amongst this group, they already played once this year, and Holgate beat them. By, by, by six yeah, points. Oh, oh. That was billed as the game of the year in eight-man football. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was. it was. I mean, it had high billing, and, oh, and right. had a, got the win, and then I think they – they got beat by I can't remember the other team. Danbury Lakeside. Yes, Danbury. Yeah. Yes, Danbury. Beat Round him. two. Do I get a vote? Do I get a vote? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I did. I took Co- Holgate. Right, Coach. Yeah. Did you take Holgate? Um. Okay. I don't like Toledo. All person, right, David. So I'm going to vote for Holgate. It is that in this game. This game is that Toledo Christian too. Ooh. Ooh. Tigers. Yeah. Tigers. Is that their is that their nickname? The Holgate Tigers. Oh, the Holgate. What's Slito Christian? I think they're like the, the Eagles. Spiders or something. I think they're the Eagles. Eagles? Yeah, I think it's the Eagles. The next the next matchup that we have, um, which is I think this school has probably the best name. It'd be even cooler if the two words were turned around, but Woodmore <laughs> at Hicksville. Um, Aces. David, who you got? Yeah, I figured. Yes. Can we agree to I'm down across on, the board? Yeah. I'm down for that. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes. I didn't I hear Elvis yeah. say anything. And I think Woodmore Woodmore's close Hicks, to some so we're going Perkins. I think so where that's it's on the way there. But I, I know is, right? is that right, Blue? Yeah, it's over there. Uh pretty good jaunt. But uh, they might be better than their record. It's over they there, play, they play in a league that's there, that's too good for them, and so they they never have a good record. But um, this little bit of the story that I've got is is they're better than their record. This would uh, lend uh, a little bit of uh, credence uh, to that, Dave. We uh, wasn't going to bore you guys with this story, but when our seniors were in sixth grade, they went to Sandusky and played in a tournament there, and uh, ended up playing Woodmore in the championship game 
And that was like a 38 to six game, which was the closest game those kids had. We won that game. It was the closest game they had that year. Uh, but they ran a, a single wing offense. You guys know what that is? Yes, I do. If you don't know what it is, YouTube yes. it and you'll see a single wing offense. It's, it's a crazy looking, um, that's old throwback, Notre Dame football. throwback to the twenties type offense, but they ran that in yeah. fifth and sixth grade football and it was tough to defend that, but just an interesting tidbit for you. Doug, is that okay? Is that where there's the there's a fullback, and the tail uh, the tailback starts off? No, to the side well, and it can be. It's, it's basically, and this some of this won't okay. make sense. See, it's coaching jargon, but uh, it's dude, dude, okay, dude. You know who my uncle is? So I know. I, basically, I, I, the I, I got some game. Wing I got some is game. an unbalanced line. Okay, and you have two. Yeah. Two backs, I guess, behind the center. It's a shotgun snap. Two backs behind the center that are down, like basically on a knee or crouched low. And then you have another one back there. And then they do all sorts of different stuff in the backfield, and you don't know who has the ball. And it's just kind of a crazy, crazy did, looking offense. Did Antwerp run a version of that for a while? I mean, not when I've been coached, not since I've been coaching or playing, but I mean, it's. Well, well, my, my brother's senior, like, which spread, had been 04 or 03 in those years. He, they, I'm looking at it now, and they kind of had a similar formation, I thought. But okay, it's probably, probably like a wing, wing T. Every now and then, you'll out. see teams do it as like a gimmick or trick play or something like that. But it's yeah. not very often that you see it. In in the late 70s, Denison University in Granville, Ohio, in the OAC conference had a dude named Clay Sampson, and he was the fastest human wearing cleats, and they won a bunch of games for about three years with that dude running the single wing. That's interesting. That's, the day. Like that's one of the videos that pops up when you uh, YouTube it, when you search okay. it on YouTube. Right? Denison football. Was Steve Carell on that? <laughs> Doubtful. He may have been covering it. He probably played the defensive end. Yeah. <laughs> number twenty. Number twenty. Number twenty-two. Defensive end. Whoa! All right, we will go. The, the last game of the high school is Wayne Trace at Gibsonburg. LK took Wayne Trace. Who's I'm going Gibsonburg. Wow, you're gonna get beat up at work. Uh-oh, you yeah, don't have to work till next week, do you? I'm going to take one for the team. I think they're going to pound them. <laughs> Gibsonburg. Wow. Boston. Uh, Douglas Billman took Gibsonburg as well. And I'm so going to go with the Raiders. Drake, what's your um, take? I think Trevor Spies is, is one of the more dynamic athletes around Northwest Ohio. And, this year, you wouldn't necessarily know it um, just based on stats and things like that. But when you have to coach against a kid, you do know it. Um, and they, they've gotten better throughout the year. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. Can I change? Hey, can I change all my picks? All right, David. I, I want to go with all the ones that oh, Elvis Drake's is thinking about. <laughs> I think he's been opposite of me every freaking time. Well, that, that might not be a bad thing. I'm picking <laughs> um... <laughs> Actually, yeah, I know. It's, it's half and half. I'm getting nervous. 
Yeah. You're getting nervous, huh? Heck yeah. <laughs> somebody getting some somebody somebody rolling some mu- rolling I think back Dad's there getting throwing his, on some tech after hours music ready. No, no. I'm just sitting here, here sitting here waiting <laughs> waiting to waiting to vote for the Raiders because uh they're probably maybe better than their record and I bet you Gibsonburg's not as good as their record. Oh, they got out of the tack, and man, I'm not sure. No, I don't know either. Okay, so now we're going to jump into the college college games this week. We have six games. The first one is the Florida State Seminoles coming to South Bend. The Irish favored by twenty one and a half. Dave. Is this straight up or against the spread? Coach Rakes. Oh, geez. Spread. Uh, can the Irish score 21? Oh. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Dude, I will drive to your house and kick your ass. Okay? Uh, Adam I live close live enough, from me, and so I have a bat. Him a okay? I have a mixed Probably. What's, what's he gonna um, do? Pick me up and carry me to twenty uh, yards? And no, throw me down I will again? go. Gosh, Florida State's <laughs> bad. I'll go with Notre Dame against my better judgment. I'll go with Notre Dame. They are garbage. <laughs> you obviously don't want to invite him back. All right, folks. It's been nice. It's been nice talking to you, Coach Drake. See you later. Um, I yeah, I agree. Uh, Florida State's garbage. Uh, much like my Dallas Cowboys, so I'm taking the Irish. Uh, I'm not coming back then either because I got Florida State. Uh, I think Notre Dame's going to be a little rusty. Curtis is going to be so pissed at you. Huh? I think the Irish, even yeah, the Irish, are rusty. I think Florida State is that much garbage. Uh, Douglas also took uh, the Irish. And Florida I think State Elvis, is I starting another going. quarterback. Uh, this guy does his research. Notre Dame huge because uh, Kevin Austin, he does. number four for the Irish, first game of the year. He's been hurt all summer. At wide receiver, he'll be back, and he will score two touchdowns for the Irish. <laughs> now, are the Irish aren't missing in – they aren't no, – no COVID no. issues with any of their weapons, are no, they? No, well, not that they're telling There's me. There's time. I don't think so. Cool. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, next up. We have the Florida Gators favored by six and a half at Texas A&M. Um, Florida's Elvis. quarterback, do you know what his name is? <laughs> Something trash. I kept think, thinking they were saying trash last weekend. <laughs> and I looked at the NFL mock draft and they got the Bears taking him, so I'm going Florida, baby. <laughs> Bears are trash and so is our quarterback. I'm going to take the home team in A&M. Boston. I don't think Florida's going to cover that. You know what, though? That's the big thing. Last week, we did terrible in the college end. I mean, with the spread, absolutely college. I mean, you want to talk about garbage. Um, well, and I think – see, I think I picked pretty – I look at the spread of the games, first off. I always pick the Irish game, and when the Buckeyes are playing, I'll put them on, too, for the two weeks we get to do theirs. But, I mean, Elvis, Elvis and I went uh, one for six 
in the college games last yeah. week, and it was Alabama was the lone team that we so got. You're right. dumb. So <laughs> I won't I won't debate that one, bit. Whatever. Wait a minute. You're wait, I'm dumb. You used to have me grade your papers, dude, okay? Before we before we talk about who's dumb here. Hey, he said dumb not he said dumb not stupid. There's a difference there. Um well who All did right, that Coach Alabama Riggs. team play last week that you guys actually got right? And Exactly. They played they uh, Texas A&M. I mean, their quarterback had like 450-some yards passing, I believe, and this Trask kid is a pretty good passer of the football, so I'm going to go with Florida. He reminds me a lot of Doug Gregg <laughs> Jr. the third. Coach Blue. Not any good, man. Florida. Yeah, I'm not sure, but they, <laughs> they, they used to be. In the they still have that defensive mentality. I'm with you, Blue Boy. I'm That's with right. you. I, I got you. Because you're done. <laughs> you want to talk about two teams that are just that can't find a, find a juice box? Seem to catch a break here. The yeah, this is this is the juice oh, box geez. bowl featuring the Red River rivalry. Uh, Texas at Texas at Oklahoma, two and a half points. Oklahoma's favored by two and a half. Oklahoma. David. They, they can't lose three in a row. That'd be bad news bears right there. Well, after Woo. the whole Urban Meyer thing went down, Coach Rake Smith deal went down, and hearing behind the scenes that Tom Herman may have had some stuff to do with that. I'm not a real big fan, so Shade and Freud kinds of takes a takes a front seat here and I'm going to go with Oklahoma. I'm going to take Oklahoma and I think they're going to need every bit of that two and a half points though. You realize you said Boston. juice box game and red river rivalry. Oh, yeah. oh that's a, yeah. Wow. That's a double one. I knew exactly right? where I was going. Buddy. Bad image. Um, I'll take Texas. <laughs> yes. We Bailey boys no, specialize you guys are in UN on moves, it. okay? If you guys hadn't learned from our pregame I'll, meeting, I'll take the horns. Took them horns. Texas. Yep, and your brother Douglas did the same thing, so. Um, uh, Oklahoma. Elvis. Spencer Rattler is terrible quarterback for Oklahoma. And Mike Elsinger Jr., Texas's quarterback. I'm going Texas. You know, Texas. Next matchup: Tennessee at Georgia. Georgia favored by twelve and a half. Georgia. Elvis. Georgia. Boston. <laughs> Is that an angel singing? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you sound like a mixture between Fergie and oh, Thank you. I'm blushing, guys. I'm blushing. Charles for you. Classic. <laughs> but only because only because Boston broke that off. And I've I've been to many a party where Boston will sit and sing Michael Jackson songs. So. Well, you don't, know, you don't even want to hear some today, stories but... about about Boston. I've seen at parties. Well, 
It'll get pretty ugly or pretty quick. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, Doug, Picking what do you early. think? Um, gosh. <sighs> Give me Georgia. The Bulldogs. And Dave. Yeah, I picked against Georgia last week, and I really shouldn't have. They look really damn. They look damn good against Auburn. Um, Alabama favored by twenty three and a half at Ole Miss. Uh, Bama's going to go into Knox. Oxford and just roll. I hate to pick the little weasel, Boston. but I don't. I think uh, Lane's familiarity with. Coach Saban, it's, I'll take Ole Miss. I don't think Alabama can cover that. Who's the little weasel? Kiffin. Kiffin. I, that, oh. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> Joey Freshwater. Uh, I also took Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss. Doug. It's a big spread. It is. <laughs> juice box. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm juice box. Alabama, maybe because <laughs> Saban's a little smarter than Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. No doubt about that. Because he's a Toledo rocket. It's because they're for one year. Which, by the way, which, by the way, I'm just going to go ahead and bring it up a few episodes ago. Elvis tried to tell me that Philip Ely, former quarterback of the Toledo Rockets, was son of Chuck Ely. And for some reason today, it, it was on my mind, and I looked it up. Not even close. They don't even spell their names the same way. So, Elvis, I'll wait for my apology in the right. mail. Somehow. Everything that Elvis says on here is not true. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's the only time he was not okay. true. He was not true. Everything else I fact checked. I'm pretty good. Actually, actually, in, in a ways back, Lindsay tried to tell us that Tony Rice was from Canada. Tony yes, Rice is yes. not. He's from South Carolina. We fact checked it. Okay, last college game will be uh, Miami Hurricanes at Clemson. Clemson favored by 14 and a half. Tigers. David. Uh, Miami's Coach playing Rakes. well right now. But hard to go against Clemson. I'll I'll take the Tigers. They are. I will too, man. They're just they're just too good. I mean, my, you're right. Miami is playing well, and I think up until yeah. the second week in November, yeah. this is going to be the only real test. Yeah, Clemson I think Clemson's going to flex this week. I'm taking them. Boston. And Dougie and Lindsey uh, both took Rexy was on Elvis. last week. He's a huge Miami Hurricanes fan. They aren't going to get the turnover chain out of the box this week. I'm going Clemson. Thank God. I can't stand No, that. no. Hey, Doug, you guys got a turnover chain on the sideline? <laughs> oh, wait, you guys probably do like a turnover. <laughs> those, are hard, those are really hard to fit on the sideline. Uh, hey, I've got or, a little uh, toy John Deere stroke. tractor. If you guys I don't know if it. you've ever seen any, but... <laughs> They don't wait. Combines. You can't just Never seen any toss Sorry, those around over someone's neck on the side. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh, 
well, I'm talking like always... a, like a like a toy one. I'm saying I have a toy. I have like a little toy John. I'll make that... you guys. <laughs> you want. Don't know what a combine is. I watched him cut the beans behind my house today. Um... Then I went out there to look. Then I went out there to look for any golf balls out there. So that'll do it for the college section, and we're gonna move on to the NFL. Again, we did. Uh, we all did pretty. Curtis, or I'm sorry, Bechtel whiffed. Bechtel and Lindsay both whiffed on all what, the games. What a leprechaun. Um, thanks to the Packers, Elvis and Dougie got, or yeah, Dougie got wow. one, and I got two right. That was pretty, pretty poor. Um, so let's go ahead and get in it. Tampa Bay, minus three and a half at the Bears. Oh, I yes. Why do you got to start? Elvis. Uh, Dare you? Um, I'm going Bears. LK's not here. Bears. They stink. Bears. Bears. Dick. Hey, by the way, your other two Bears fans <laughs> both took Tampa Bay. Duh, Buck. Um, Boston. <laughs> I'm going Give me to Tampa Bay. Bucks. Coach Rakes. Uh, Touchdown, Tommy. He uh, had five TD. Wow. Yep. Got to go with Tampa. David. I'm a 49ers fan. Doug, who's your, who's your NFL Ooh. team? I don't think we talked about that last night, did we? Big matchup. Oh, cool. I, made, I was a good guess. I was guessing like – I was guessing you were either yeah, an Niners. Eagles fan or a Niners fan. <laughs> something just, about something you. About you. <laughs> oh, and what is probably the what is the battle for the garbage can? Uh, the Giants oh, gosh, at the Cowboys. For the Cowboys favored by team. nine and a half. Yep. <laughs> That's what she um, said. Uh, Coach Blue. Not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, I got to take oh, yeah. the Cowboys. The Giants are Doug. just god awful. At least the Cowboys can score points. They, yeah, but the Giants can't even true. do that. When the other so. team scores points. Yeah, the Giants are garbage. I'm taking the boys. The boys. Duh, Boston. That's what LK and uh, Cow- LK and Dougie both took the Cowboys. Elvis. Okay, next up we got the Dolphins at the 49ers. Niners by eight and a half. That's a lot. How bad the for- how bad the Forty Niners look last week? Elvis, bad. Jimmy Garoppolo's back. I'm freaking taking them. Well, I'm, I'm going Forty ers anyway. My Miami Dolphins. All right. Watch Boston. I am. Are you a Dolphins fan? Laces out, Dan. Nice. (laughs) Uh, I think the Niners are going to win by eight, so I'm going with the Dolphins. That makes me feel better about taking the Dolphins as well. David. So this worked out well. I did get everybody's favorite teams on here because the next uh, matchup 
Uh, well, not until the last one here, but I don't um, get that. The Colts favored by a point and a half at the Browns. Number one defense in the league, boys. I don't know about every yeah. category. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that makes sense. Uh, Colts. Elvis, who you got? Browns. Okay, and Dougie both took the uh, Browns. Uh, Boston. I'm taking I'm the, go with Colts. the Colts. I think Baker's going to struggle against a good Doug. defense. The Colts. And Dave. All right, and to round out everybody's favorite team, Dave Blue's Minnesota Vikings at the Seahawks, who are favored by seven and a half. <laughs> the Vikings aren't Any question on that one, Dave? They're getting better. They're, they're getting better. So I'll just start off with the Vikes. Skull, brother. Skull. <laughs> skull. F K O L. Oh, okay, got you. Seahawks. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Doug, who are you taking here? I'm gonna also. I'm 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 gonna go with the Vikings because you know I I, I heard about game, Blue so. Boy's hair and awesome. I saw it tonight and he just really <laughs> looks like he's down on the dumps or something. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with his Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. <laughs> Hang in there, pal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dougie I'm and LK both took the Seahawks, Elvis. That does it for our picks, uh, which I have titled <laughs> Week 7. I don't know why. Um... Probably because it's, it's week seven. seven in the high school. Yeah, there you so. go. Okay. What's so funny? Oh, yeah. Good call. Um, anybody else got anything? Because LK is not here, so I don't feel obligated to talk about the NBA. I want to um, give Coach Rakes an opportunity, since we couldn't get this. We ran real long last podcast. And, uh, you know, not only is he in the uh, coach of the year, after year after year in football, but he continues to be the coach of the year after year in GMC track and field for the Fairview Apaches. What? No, it's not. That's just. Is when that an actual award? Title, it's okay. the award. And I, I, I'm old enough to make that call. So. Gotcha. So, so uh, uh, that's fine. I, I one one specific question. Other than that, I don't know if Doug can rattle on about some track if he'd like yeah. to. But uh, as, as a football coach, you know, obviously the girls' track program, which Doug's also in charge of. But uh, for the guys, what do you? What's the what's the connection in your mind for between track and your football dudes? Well, I I think you know when I first took over in 2010. Uh, as the track coach, uh, we had that group of freshmen that was pretty talented. You had Matt Tobin in there, who was a multi-state champion. And you had Jeffrey Timbrook, who was very talented, Andy Guilford, those kinds of guys. And they were football guys. And, you know, just talking with them and the relationship that I had with them through football, um, you know, just talking to them about the speed training that we could do and just an extension of our off-season program. And what I really sold them on 
<clears throat> was the ability to continue to lift weights during the season. You know, we would allow those guys to go in um, after school into the weight room and then come out and get their workout in. And, and they totally bought into that stuff. So, you know, I think there's a, a huge correlation, huge connection between football and track because of that reason. Well, you guys, I'll ask you this, guys, go ahead, Lou. Well, I did ask Doug last uh, episode who his favorite football official of all time is. <laughs> who, who might be your favorite uh, opposing uh, track coach of all time? <laughs> wow, wow. You know, really, there's only one mind, that, one name that comes to mind. That's uh... <laughs> that's, that's Paul probably Payne. Dave Blue. He's my buddy over there at long jump and high jump, and we. Uh, we have some fun times over there. It is fun. It is fun. Well, what do you mean by that? Have you guys ever done a long jump challenge? <laughs> that, w- that wouldn't be. That wouldn't. Like, be have pretty. you guys challenged each other? That'd be a lot of a lot of pulled muscles. I bet. <laughs> you... <laughs> if I can arrange to get the Delaware Township EMS on standby, there. You know, it all depend on where. Can we, we do this while we we're recording it, a podcast? A I'd love to. Actually, I'll let's be, get out. Let's know, get the okay. Runway extends into the pit a little bit, and you have to jump a certain certain distance yeah. just to get in the pit. And I don't know that either of us <laughs> could, could get into the pit. <laughs> that's, that's well said. There. Hey, hey, Doug, do you guys have a? That's right. Yeah, that that that. Do you, you guys you have a uh, weightlifting class closer to the pit in your school? We program. do. We call it advanced PE, um, but we have a couple periods a day where where kids come down. <laughs> yeah, well, sounds like a Billman talk class. Gets to do that one, but yeah, actually, you know, that's been going on. I didn't start it. That started before I was there. Um, but yeah, we get kids in there and they can get a lift in during the day. Well, good. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Have you only have you only been at Fairview? Doug? How, many, how many years? Yep. How many years do you plan on coaching? Oh, huh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you never know. I who knows how long they'll they'll have me around. Um, would you Would you ever come to Hicksville? Well, I, <laughs> I would. I would never say never, but I would find it. Uh, I would find it probably. Let I would I would classify it as not likely. Not likely. <laughs> no, I don't know. I wouldn't mind. I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind doing. I wouldn't mind um, I would coaching with Blue one day and something. I, I really enjoy Dave. And, um, you know, I, I enjoy Lucas Smith, too. He's a good guy. So, um, you know, I, I never say never, but who knows? You know, you never know what the future holds. Let me tell you. If you were gonna ever, if you were gonna ever coach with oh, Dave, it would have yeah. been like. Let me let me tell you when he's on the he when he's on the gridiron, he is a classic. <laughs> <laughs> I I still might have have a little bit of Copenhagen in my eyes on <laughs> getting getting spit on a few times. Uh, <laughs> I just dug one out the other day. You gotta gotta love it though. Uh, I used to have to, I used to, I was, I was a manager. I was the manager of his 90, 90, 91 team. And <laughs> he used to get pissed off and throw his jacket. And I used to have to go fetch it. Oh. That was one of my favorite things to do. Um, so yeah, you would have rather done it with, uh, coached with him in his wild. Hey, I, I do. I do got it. Yeah. 
I do got an old not, uh, Coach not, Blue not story. The, not the days I can't. I don't great. remember what year it was. Probably my sophomore junior year. First day of hitting every year. Coach Blue would run around the practice field and uh, do about a seventy-yard sprint and hit our one-man sled as hard as he could <laughs> and, and do a <laughs> and do a spin off of it. You remember that? Nice. Coach? Oh, I, 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 I. I still am in pain. Keep to go along with the story. <laughs> oh, I, I think that one year didn't you think you separated your shoulder? Oh, I, I know, I, I know, I, I know I did. Because yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I think you did the, uh, I, I think you hit the sled, and then did your spin, and I think uh, a couple cuss words might have came out, and I think your <laughs> arm was hanging about to your ankles for. Uh, Maybe the next week or so. It was, you know, it was. Dave, you could probably, I don't know if it's the same for you. So confirmation or denial, I don't know. But for me, I think I've had more injury coaching than I ever had as a player. It's more, yeah, yeah. Broke coaching my nose, that Boston diagnosed for me. <laughs> remember that one? Bob? Oh, yeah. I don't remember the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, this, how this the hell did that happen? This, I was an assistant and we were working on wide receivers, getting off the line against the jam and we were having them just go against other kids and the kids that were trying to jam our receivers weren't doing it wholeheartedly. Let's say they just were kind of half-assing it. And, uh, so I said, I'll do it. So I got, it. I was jamming the receivers, making them get good, get offs and, the smallest kid on the team, he, some of you will remember this name, maybe. Boston definitely yeah. will. Kirk Jesse. Oh, yeah. At the time. Kirk Jesse, who at that time was the smallest yeah. kid on the team, did a swim move, which they're not even supposed to do swim moves, but he did a swim move on me. And came across the bridge of my nose. I mean, hit it perfectly with his elbow. I'm remembering and, it better now. Oh, my gosh. That hurt so bad. He- I went – I went down to – not down to a knee, but I went down with my elbows on my knee or one of my elbows on my knee and the other one on my face. I'm like, geez, that about knocked me out. And then I opened my eyes. My eyes are watering, and I can tell my nose is swollen. Bob Owen was the head coach, and he's like, oh, let me see, let me see. And so I show him, and he's like, oh, I think you might have been. <laughs> so then I, I go over to Boston, I'm like – and he was standing. He wasn't far. I don't remember if you saw what happened or, yeah. or if I had to tell yeah. you the story. But you look at it, and you're like, yeah, it's broken. And right when you said that, I about – He about <laughs> <laughs> He almost got knocked out. I think that when I told him that it was broken, he he almost passed out. Yeah, that's, that's a true story. True story. Oh, that's good. That's good stuff. Great stuff. Well, uh, it's always great when uh, we get special guests on, and Doug's been Doug's done it twice for us now. We appreciate him being accommodating. I just texted him, I think, yesterday uh, and asked him if he wanted to come on tonight, and that's awesome. Um, but that's going to do it for this installment of the Deuter Podcast, and I thank you all for listening. Uh, if you're listening via Apple Podcast, uh, please subscribe, rate, review. All of us are on Twitter. Uh, some of us are on Facebook. And then uh, we can be reached at deuterpodcast at gmail.com. If you leave a review, we'll read it on the air. 
Big thanks to Elvis, Boston, Coach Rakes, Dave Blue for joining us tonight. Yeah, man. Uh, those juice box chairs are <laughs> filled to the brim. This Good is luck, Beats Doug. Signing, this is Beats signing off. You've been listening to... Just say whatever, cause there is no way you're round it. Everyone.